The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Joel Ron, who is the CTO at ThoughtTrace. Hi, Joel. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hi, Joel, and thanks for joining us. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at ThoughtTrace. Absolutely. So as I said, I'm Joel Ron. I'm a chief technology officer at ThoughtTrace. I'm an engineer by background, spent most of my career in the upstream oil and gas industry. I actually have an interesting path to where I am today. I am originally a mechanical engineer by background, went to graduate school, You know, did a lot of work in signal processing there, which is really how I got involved in writing code and developing software in the first place. And then moving on into my career as an engineer, you know, really, I would say, took more of an analytical approach because of that background to all of the job functions I had throughout that time. And so, you know, in doing so as an engineer, you're very much so a kind of problem first and technology second type approach. And I think that has really benefited me in my career and ultimately has benefited me at ThoughtTrace because that's definitely the approach that we take in terms of building software is to look at the problem first and try to figure out what tools, machine learning and AI being one of them, is best equipped to solve that problem. Well, great. So we're here at the Amazing Tableau Conference 2018, and many of our listeners who have heard about AI and ML, they've heard about it working with unstructured content and data. That's actually one of the things that machine learning is particularly good at. So could you provide some insights, especially as your role as CTO, into how AI and machine learning are being used to extract valuable information from unstructured content? A lot of talk around AI today, I think, supposes that AI is this kind of autonomous system that sits there and learns on its own. And that's what I would call more of like a general AI. And to be honest, you know, I would say the industry as a whole is a long way off from being at that state. So most of the AI systems you see today, even the most advanced ones in the world, you know, from Google and Facebook and such are narrow in how they're built. That's not to say that they're not good at what they do, but they're narrow in their implementation and what problem they ultimately solve. So I would say we very much so take that approach to building our models and ultimately our software. And like I said before, it's really focused on a problem. And sometimes that problem is narrow, but while it's narrow, it's often very hard. And that's what we utilize machine learning to do is actually surface data that really didn't exist before and allow people to make better decisions with it. Great. You know, a lot of times when people talk about artificial intelligence, too, they're afraid that it's going to take away jobs. But at Cognolytica, we often talk about it as how it's being applied to augment human jobs without actually replacing them. So how are you seeing companies adjusting their labor force with AI-enabled solutions such as those offered by your company? That's a good question. I would say not at all. So we have not seen any adjustment in labor force with our customers to date. What you do see is an adjustment in the expectation of that labor force, right? And so, you know, if somebody's job function previously was to, you know, in our case, go read a bunch of contracts and input a bunch of data, it's no longer that, right? It's to interact with contracts in a much more data-centric way and ultimately make better decisions in a data-minded context rather than, I'm just going to read this in a serial fashion and key in some data into a database. And so it's really, I would say, the expectation that's being placed on the employee's at the companies that we work with 
to be able to work with data in a much more analytical way. That's not to say that they're all data scientists, but I think having an appreciation for data, no matter what job function you have, is becoming more and more of a requirement in corporate world as it should be. And I think AI is a tool that surfaces data and ultimately the end user is not to be replaced by it, but is to be expected to be able to work and make decisions on that data much better than they could before. Yeah, that's really interesting too, because you know a lot of data entry, your skills as a human being are right. just not being utilized right. and it's very error prone where machines and you know artificial intelligence systems just can take away that error, which saves right. tons of time. Yeah, it's unfulfilling too. I mean, doing those sorts of tasks, right? I mean, you don't feel like you're actually contributing to an end goal or moving the bottom line. Whereas if you're actually able to, you know, to interpret data and, you know, develop a hypothesis or make a decision differently, like that's a much more fulfilling thing for, I think, a person to do versus what their maybe historical tasks have been. Exactly. And they might have some domain expertise that isn't being utilized. And now they're letting these people shine and right. seeing a lot more benefit. Yeah, there's a recent McKinsey report from a different perspective on AI. And they're saying, well, a lot of these goals of automation are not really to bring robots into the human experience, but it's to take the robot out of the human experience. Yeah. <laughs> so taking the machine out of the human, letting us do things that we're not just repeating the same thing over and over and over again, which is interesting perspective. So your application of AI and machine learning is to focus on processing of complex contracts and documents and agreements. And we, while maybe initially focused on the oil and gas industry, it's really something that many of our listeners in different audiences. So we have audiences that are everything from you know finance, insurance, healthcare, automotive, manufacturing, retail, entertainment, government, a lot of things like that. They are in all these different industries and they may find this really applicable to what they're doing. So they may be interested to understand your approach. So can you tell us more about the technologies and training methods and general approaches that you're using for this unstructured content? Absolutely. So I would say that our general approach, if you look at the AI in the content management space more broadly, I think a lot of AI applied today is at surfacing, I would call metadata out of contracts or documents in general, right? And so metadata being kind of high level summary information. So what are the parties of this agreement? What's the date? You know, some very, I would say, superficial things about it. And when you do that, you can, you know, use a lot of technologies like graph databases and things to create knowledge graphs and ultimately organize and search that information in a much better way. What I would say our approach is, however, is to take a much more narrow focus on really important and hard contracts, right? So rather than trying to look at every document under the sun, whether it's an invoice or a contract or an email, we pick those contracts that are really painful, typically ones that are high in volume and are pretty complex in nature and build very deep domain understanding into our models to ultimately interpret those things. And that approach, while it's not as broad, I would say, as some of the other content management approaches I've mentioned, is really valuable because that's where a lot of people's, from a corporate standpoint, that's where a lot of the pain exists in terms of being able to understand critical information at the moment when you need to understand it. And so I would say, while it doesn't handle maybe as broad of situations as some of those other approaches, certainly where there's big value to be had, it's a really effective approach. But it also, I would say, from a training standpoint, is also a hard thing. So a lot of our focus in terms of building these models is to employ a variety of subject matter experts who assist us in ultimately interpreting the contract, helping us in terms of structuring the models that we build, 
generating the data that's necessary to ultimately build the model and then continue to improve it as well. So we put a lot of focus into leveraging our domain experts with our machine learning engineers to build these models in a very, I would say, you know, business context way rather than a, you know, abstract technological way. So for maybe some more of our technically inclined listeners, we never go into developer level here, but can you tell us a little bit maybe about the stack that you're using, maybe some of the technologies that you're finding interesting? I know things are changing and, you know, uh, I'll leave it to you to mention inventor names, but like, tell us a little more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're hosted 100% Microsoft Azure. We are actually a mix of multi-tenant and single-tenant. So all of our application and microservice tier is multi-tenant in nature, which means that it is shared amongst all our customers. So from a performance standpoint and speed of processing standpoint, that really helps customers get data through very quickly and ultimately get it out very quickly if they need to. However, from a data security standpoint, we still retain all customer data and data that we extract in single-tenant environments so that there's no risk of cross-contamination of data between customers. So that's all hosted in Microsoft Azure. From a machine learning standpoint, you know, we, whether it's machine learning or deep learning, heavily leverage the open source community. We use a lot of the open source Python and Java frameworks that are available and ultimately build our own IP on top of that as well. But all of those things we package up and orchestrate into microservices and deploy into Microsoft Azure as well. So we really have, I would say, a pretty solid system for building out these things as well as being able to scale them extremely fast when we need to. Great. This has been a great podcast. So as a final note, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations and beyond? I would say, like I said before, I think we're very unlikely to see a generic AI system that comes in and replaces an entire job function for an individual, right? So I don't think that you'll see a substantially different demographic of employees necessarily in terms of the job functions that are there. But I do think you will see more and more narrow AI being developed that solves very specific and hard problems. And ultimately, the labor force, I think, will have to adjust in terms of how do they utilize these things ultimately to make better decisions or faster decisions. I think a lot of people think of AI just intuitively as I'm going to make my process faster or I'm going to you know, have better data quality in this system. And that's a very, I would say, kind of superficial use case for AI. The real benefits are in actually creating data that didn't exist before and allowing you to make a decision or do something that you couldn't do before because you fundamentally didn't have the resources to be able to handle it. So those are where we see people getting tremendous amounts of value from our software is in being able to ask questions of their contracts that they weren't able to ask before or being able to look at, you know, deals that they weren't able to look at before because they didn't have the resources to pour through the contract. So it's really, I would say, more that kind of, I would say, higher level of value that people are, need to search for within AI systems rather than just the, I'm going to make my process 30% faster. Yeah, great. And, you know, Joel, thank you so much for joining this podcast. You were a really great guest. And so thank you for all these insights. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And so I think like the biggest thing for us is we'd love to get your insight. We've had a collection of folks here at the Tableau conference. So this is part of our series. You may be hearing from Thought Trace on this quite a bit. So really, once again, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate you uh, participating. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts.
Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.